in. Welcome back to the big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on the Starcom Radio Network, which is 20 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Our good friends at TuneIn, also iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher, also iHeartRadio. We've got a fantastic show is going to be here in a few moments. Yeah, going to be talking to us about the new DOI energy proposal, which shows U.S. still not seizing energy opportunities. And let's go to the telephones. Eric, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks for having me. Now, let's talk a little bit about this. This is a uh, not not really an earth-shattering uh, proposal, but uh, there there is a lot of details included in this. The proposed offshore oil and natural gas leasing program, which has been released by the Department of the Interior uh, fairly recently, along with other recent actions to restrict energy development show that a, a disappointing lack of commitment to ensuring America's position as a world leader in energy. Um, you, you recently said this. Break this down for me and explain this uh, to, to our listeners today, my Of course. The way our offshore development works is the government must first put into place a program or a plan for developing our offshore oil and gas resources. And so they're developing the new plan, which begins in 2017. So right now we're only at the first stage, yet we still see much of our offshore areas uh, being limited in this uh, initial proposal. Uh, Over time, we've had 87% of our offshore areas kept off limits. And what we're seeing now out of the administration would still um, keep us very limited in our ability to develop these jobs and, and create this energy security for the country by developing offshore resources. Well, the one thing that I that I keep saying over and over and over on this program is that you don't need government health care. You don't need all these things if you just put people back to work. And that is what uh, you, you kind of outlined there. If they would do all this, we would have jobs and a great point because we've seen U.S. oil production go up dramatically over the past five years. U.S. U.S. natural gas production go up dramatically over the past five years. That's all happening in areas where the federal government has no say in in the development of those resources. We are now the world's largest natural gas producer. Most people don't realize that. We're projected to become the top oil producer in just a year or two. So get out of the way is, is a great philosophy in terms of creating the job, giving us energy and national security. Eric Melitos with us today is the Director of Upstream and Industry Operations for the American Petroleum Institute. He joins us live here on the broadcast. Now, uh, these these new restrictions that uh, offshore Alaska and the rejection of basically billions uh, barrels of oil from the coastal plain of uh, the, the ANWR. Tell me a little bit about this. That There's a lot of uh, regulations and different things that are... Uh, uh, you know, confusing to the average listener, and you're the main man and know all the the ins and outs and how to explain this. So uh, break this down for us. Yeah, the federal government surprisingly holds and controls vast amounts of acreage across the country, 700 million acres in the Rockies, uh, a great amount of of the majority of the land in Alaska. And in a place like Alaska, we see that local economy relying heavily on oil and natural gas to support all the, the people up there. They, 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 they rely on this industry to give them jobs and their, 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 their way of life. And because the federal government controls so much of it, uh, 
we've seen oil development decrease dramatically and then the jobs shrink along with it. There's something called the Natural Petroleum Reserve Alaska that was set aside in the 20s for petroleum development, yet this administration has set aside and, and kept off limits half of that. Anwar, um, we're talking about an area uh, relatively small that is essentially a frozen tundra. Um, it, it's a small portion of Anwar. Anwar is about the size of South Carolina. Yeah. The coastal plain is the size of Delaware. And we're talking about 2,000 acres on that coastal plain, which is not wilderness. There's no trees. There's no Arctic lakes. But the, what we have in this administration saying is we don't even want you to develop 2,000 acres, which is the size of an airport, so that we can get wow. that 10 billion barrels of oil. <laughs> wow. We've got a great guest with us today. Eric Lito joins us. He's the director of upstream and industry operations for American Petroleum Institute. And he's with us today talking about this uh, situation of the U.S. still not seizing an energy opportunity here. Um, is, is, is this a, a left versus right problem, or is this a misinformed uh, leader's problem? Give me your thoughts on that. Well, I believe that uh, it's a question of leadership. Uh, we've seen uh, Democrats and Republicans, uh, both sides of the aisle, supporting Energy Department, and typically it's those leaders who understand the industry, Louisianans, North Dakotans, Alaskans, um, Oklahoma, uh, folks from Oklahoma. Uh, when, when you see folks who are uh, down there on the ground and, and their constituents are everyday people who work in oil and gas, and there are thousands upon thousands people who have jobs in this industry, then your elected, elected officials understand it. But when you get into states that don't have the production and you get officials who aren't as close to it, you begin to see that opposition because of all the fear tactics and myth creation that um, you know, the far left environmental organizations like to create. So I think it is, uh, in many respects, a question of leadership. We got uh, over 60% of the country want to see a pipeline built bringing uh, crude oil from Canada to the U.S. We've got you know, over 60 senators supporting it, but um, we have a president saying it's going to veto it and, and uh, possibly uh, prevent thousands of jobs being created along with the development Keystone Pipeline. Do you, do you think, Eric, that uh, once, once we change uh, away from President Obama and we get, whether it's a Democrat or Republican elected next time around, uh, do you think that they will jump in there and be like, okay, we need to get this going the last eight years have sucked <laughs> basically for this we we need to get this going or or do you think it'll, it'll just be more of the same oh, we're hopeful and uh, i think when you look at national security implications uh we've seen our current chairman of the joint chiefs speak up before congress and say that energy is a big part of uh, our power now that we are looked upon around the globe the energy superpower because of the leadership of Americans and, and American engineering that, that's put the price of oil and the price, the price of gasoline down so much, which has impacted places like in Iran and Russia and Venezuela, because they now have these huge budget problems, all because of the U.S. moving forward and developing oil and gas resources. The problem is it's all been on private state land, and we haven't been able to tap into the federal land where we have a lot of oil and gas. And if you look around the offshore, Canada's developing it, town like St. John's in Canada was called near extinct, and then they, they pursued offshore development. Now it's a vibrant economy because we brought all those jobs to that area, and that's just north of Maine. So we have opportunities, and we're hoping that anybody who comes into office is going to recognize these opportunities and pursue them. We've got the fantastic, fantastic Eric Toledo with us today. He's the API director. He joins us live talking about 
this uh, the, the fact that the U.S. is still not seizing energy opportunities. Now, last week on our program, uh, I, I believe it was last Tuesday, we had best-selling author Dan Perkins on, and he was telling us there is a uh, product that is being developed uh, here in the U.S. that can take natural gas to gasoline, basically. Um, if that becomes a, a wider-used device, uh, do you think that that will be stonewalled as well uh, since since it's an energy-saving opportunity? That's a good question. You know, gas-to-liquids is a uh, natural gas-to-liquid is something that's being uh, looked at from a research standpoint. Uh, and we're hoping that there's going to be some recognition that natural gas, which we have so much of that we are the world's leading producer of, is, yeah. is a good fuel. It's clean fuel, and we should embrace it. But, um, you know, we, we've got a, a, a pretty hardcore environmental movement that's trying to prevent development of a lot of resources like this because um, uh, there's this, this, this thought that we can just move away from the economy we have and move to one that uses no fossil fuels, whether it's coal, um, oil, natural gas. That's part of, part, of the, part of the problem here is that we know that for decades to come, oil, natural gas, coal, those types of fuel sources fuel our economy and our way of life. So we have to do it in a balanced way. Do it so we're safe and protect the environment, but also make sure we can get to work and eat our homes and cook our dinners. So that, 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 that's where we uh, uh, got to make sure we're, we're focused. Eric Melito has been our guest today. Eric, before we let you go, if uh, people want to communicate with you online, how, how do they do that? Is there a website we can point people to for more information? I think the best place is energytomorrow.org. That takes you to a lot of good information we have, and we have a lot of information there on the state of American energy, how we need to break down these obstacles and uh, create jobs. Good thing. Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, have yourself a wonderful afternoon. We'll talk soon, sir. Take care. Appreciate Bye. it. Eric Melito with us today. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, yay, D. We're going to be talking to Malcolm out loud later on in this hour. Next hour, Ben Barrick joins us in the fabulous, fabulous band on our Music Monday segment at the bottom or at the top of the third hour will be Sean. He'll be with us from Secret Agent Cooper. We're going to take a time out and come back with more here on the Big Rock Show. 